fuck teenagers fucking around in a park, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn kids, get off of my trails, right? Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. I'm cold. Like, wearing a sweater and shit? Not a, this is very rare for me. Bobby, what is even it, Bobby's degrees wearing a over there? Yeah. Well, a hoodie. Yeah. Looks like you got that from the zoo. I did. Yeah. I got no shirt underneath, though. <laughs> so... That are, I have, uh, I have discovered in in my marriage that wearing a sweater without a shirt is a thing. Yeah, of course. Because yeah, you, I never knew that. You you, it's not cold enough that you need both layers, but it's not warm enough that you can get away with. Well, I don't know. I'm, yeah, what, what, what do you mean by a thing? Like it's like an invitation for sex? Like what? No, 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 no. Oh. no what I'm saying is like Calm growing down, up, anytime I wore, a, I wore a sweater, I had a shirt on underneath it. Every uh, time. That is, that is true, too, because I also remember a lot of times growing up, man, we would put like tank tops and shirts underneath. A lot of layers. A lot of layers in the 90s. <laughs> That's what everybody wore. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I, these days, like, yeah, dude, you gotta sometimes go no shirt under the sweater. Yeah, I th- it's nice. What's yeah, the relation I, I to the marriage, though? Like, what's it have to do with your marriage? Because Leslie, okay, so there's a comedian named Christina Pajitsky, and she calls these things the Pajitsky effect. And it's where you discover something because of your ethnic-ass parents have taught you so many things that you don't realize there's, that there's other ways of doing things. And so growing up, I always wore an undershirt, a Costco oh. white fucking shirt that was thicker than like Fort Knox, dude. And so I would always be sweating and everything. <laughs> everything I wore, I was just sweaty. And my my wife's like, why the fuck are you putting on a shirt underneath your sweater, you idiot? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, you and your, you, your brother and your dad were all like wife beater, uh, wearers for like, as long as for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Until you realize it kind of looks like a bra when it's too small. (laughs) I think you got too big, dude. How about some (laughs) PC games guys? Yeah, it's good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's that kind of show. It's not a general podcast. (laughs) Oh, it's nice. We got the whole gang back together here this week. First time Mm -hmm. this year. So that's your thing. Uh, but let's kick it off with on the radar games that have come to our attention. I'll start it off with Warlander. This is an interesting medieval MOBA, lots of different genres mixed up here. Um, I I always get very suspicious when they overpromise on like the genre mixing, but this I, I don't know. Th- this could turn out to be good. Um, so it's it's a MOBA game, but it's also like a third person, so similar to Smite. Aragon or Paragon, which doesn't exist anymore. Superman um, Combat, which does not exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but it also mixes in some 4X strategy. Uh, it's 2v2, or it can be 5v5. You can have up to 100 players. You're sieging castles and you have to destroy the, the core. Um, so I'm hesitant to call it a MOBA, similar to like the third person MOBAs. It looks like there's actually a lot more going on than that. I, I always like the medieval setting. Uh, I, I like the castle sieging and stuff like that. So this could be cool. It's just, it's tough when you make a game that requires a large player base. So yep. hopefully it does well and enough people play it. It's not coming out until later this month. Well, actually, no, January 24th. We are 
we are at the end of this month. I didn't realize that. Um, In two days. Yeah, it's coming out January 24th. We don't have a price on it yet. Um, Who are these people that are making this, Chris? Because this is very lofty. Guessing a company. Toy Launcher. What else have they made? Oh, near the near. Near no, they didn't actually make the near oh. games. I think they made the the offshoot game for it. Was that good? Was it well received? I have no clue to be honest. Oh, it says right there near replicant uh, version one point, and then there's like seventeen no. numbers. Yeah, they made the real near. These yeah. guys are legit. Interesting. Oh. Wow. Okay. Near Tomata. Uh, yeah. Near replicant. Well, they made the sequel, I guess. Oh, the sequel version. Yeah, 1. But nine 2, out of 2, ten. Four seven four four eight seven yeah. one three nine, <laughs> and that's all it shows. But there's more to that number. I'm telling you, he can read a list off like a motherfucker, dude. I can read numbers. Dude, those it's, numbers. <laughs> it's my superpower. Those were numbers. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, looks interesting. I really like the siege, uh, the ladders going up the side, and one guy was holding like a shield above them so the rocks wouldn't hit them, and the other people were following the big guy. That seems cool. I, I don't know, like, how many of these people are players? How many of them are NPCs? Uh, yeah, What's well, a MOBA? So I imagine you have like minions that go down lanes, mm-hmm. and you. Uh, it looks like there's ways that you can buff them or you can spawn additional units, but then your character, you upgrade and, and customize that character with special abilities. So, yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, the more... Warlander. Hmm. If I if I have to go with a Nicholas prediction for this game, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see an iffy start. Okay, we're going to see a buggy start. But what's going to happen is in about three or four months, some hard-hitting patches are going to get through. And then you're going to see some streamers on Twitch get paid to do a fucking promotional for it. And this is going to blow up a smidge. We're going to see like a max of two hundred to 300,000 players. It's also cross-platform, and they made the Nier mm. game, so I'm wondering if it's coming out on Play, yeah, PlayStation it 5, is. Xbox Series S and X, so maybe plenty of players for this one. I'm like, this is getting me hyped. I want to play it. <laughs> That's all they needed. What do you think the odds are of this being free-to-play? Oh, this already came out for PlayStation, September 2022. Oh, yeah, I guess it is already out for PlayStation. What's the price tag on the PlayStation version? Oh, it's free to play. It is a free to play okay. game. Wow, right. chances well, are a hundred. I'm playing that. All right, can we, can, can we get the uh, can we get the Metacritic on the Sony version of it, please? Before everybody get excited, let me temper down, temper everybody down. Bring some realistic expectations here. Fifty nine percent, guys. Fifty nine percent with nine. Yeah, is that critics? PlayStation or Five. That's PlayStation players. Four. Yeah, just type in Warlander. Okay. Nice dead air here. No, yeah, there's nothing. Uh, yeah. There's it's to be determined. They're waiting for the PC version <laughs> okay. to get the full Yeah, they the may, full review. There may be other games called Warlander too, so not a very unique name. <laughs> you guys will not give up on this. It's gonna be shit, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh well we'll, well see. We'll see. I don't know. Uh no, it, it coming from the near people, I mean that that gives it some promise for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. We won't know until we know. We got to wait two days. <laughs> it, it, this it, it'll take that long for him to find this review for us anyway. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all so right. What's up? What's up with Dead Space? You just talking about the remake? Yeah, I'm just bringing it up because it's coming out like super soon. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I don't know, five days from now, something like that. Um, yeah. Everybody knows what it is. I'm not going to go over it. Uh, Where is everybody at? Because I'm figuring. 
I'm figuring it's sixty bucks. That, it's and, seventy bucks. Seventy bucks. Is anybody mm-hmm. in for seventy bucks? No. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. As a lifelong, like very, very big Dead Space fan, no. I'm gonna wait until this is on sale inevitably in like six or seven months. Or during Christmas for like forty schmeckles, and then just buy it then. Yeah, I agree. Um, the backlog they, they is way too long to be buying things day one. Yeah, apparently they they added a bunch of stuff uh, to the game, but not like you know life changing in the sense of like it changes the whole narrative or anything. Um, and so that's all stuff that I can wait for. It's not like they came out like one point five where there's like another half of a game after it or something that I have to play. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's and yeah. uh, along that same vein, I, and I'm sure I'm going to get the same answer. Dead Island Two, I found out today, is the epic exclusive, and probably is it? Oh, yeah, because I couldn't find it on Steam, and then uh, I googled it, and yeah, the only place you can find it is on Epic, and it's a sixty dollar game. I'm also guessing that is not. When does it come out? Um, like the second of next month. Fuck! I'm gonna have to play that. I think I think I actually might play full price for that. I, I think it's gonna be a good game for me and Leslie to play together. Excuse me, that was like a burp. Um, but I also think that like a couple of my friends, they really really love Dead. I mean, um, Dead Island One. So yeah, so did yeah. Bobby. Yeah I, yeah, I still don't know if I'm gonna buy it day one. I imagine it's one of these things where it's gonna be exclusive to Epic for a period of time, but eventually will come out on Steam. Yeah, uh, you kind of owe Epic a little bit, I would say. I mean. Maybe one one purchase, uh, but what if it's like a a ninety eight, Bobby, on Metacritic? You think you pull the trigger after the first week? I don't know. I've passed on better games. You have. <laughs> it's true. You. Uh, I, I do like Dead Island, and I, I like where they went with what, what were the other games that they made? Techland. Um, uh, Dying Light. We Dying Light. Up. No, we messed this up last time. They made. What else did they make? Or Deep Silver, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I think that's right. They they started making, because those are practically the same games, but they've got kind of a different tone to them. And, and uh, No, we made this mistake before, dude. They did not make the Dying Light games. They made um, something else. I can't really? think of it. Yeah. Because they're very similar. The whole crafting system yeah. is the same. Tech, uh, Techland made the Dying Tech Light Land games. Made okay. Dying Light. This is Deep Silver. Hmm. Yeah, Dead Island. The guys from Dead Island made Homefront. That's interesting. Um, I I don't remember Homefront. It's um, like it's a game that got changed during development due to like actual geopolitical like relations. So originally the game was supposed to be that China begins to take over the world. Um, well, the U.S. Right? Yeah, and then so <laughs> for the the first time, I mean. They they took over most of Asia and like into the Middle East with and but in the actual game it's it's um, North Korea. Uh, but it ends up happening is yeah they whatever enemy country spreads to the Middle East and they take over all the Pacific to include Australia and New Zealand. Um, but it's the first time that the American soil is ever attacked, uh, or the, the continental United States is ever attacked, and it's like a. It's kind of like a game that was exploring the ideas of what would happen when that when that would happen. Like, would there be a re- a rebellion? Would there be like a you know saboteurs and stuff that was kind of like in Europe during World War II? And you played a, a veteran who you know 
does b- become part of this resistance. Is essentially a Red Dawn the game. Yeah. Um, if something like that sounds good to you, there's a show called um, Man in the High Castle. Very, yeah, about the Nazis winning. Yeah, the Nazis winning, and well, the Nazis and the Japanese, and they yeah. split America in two: uh, the West and East Coast. It's a very good mm-hmm. show. I might have to check that out. I've heard a lot of it's good things about it. Show. I know a bunch of bunch of Emmys too. Yeah, the um, production value. You're like, wow how how do they do this, man? It looks very good. Spe- <laughs> um. So yeah, nobody on Dead Island two probably right. Oh, not not maybe day one. Maybe, but it's probably like a 30% chance that that's going to happen. Gotcha. I doubt it. Okay. What do you got on the, here? Um, I mean, I got Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Uh, this is definitely a game that you would not be expecting me to be talking about. We talked to you before, uh, about it before on the podcast. It was released in June of 2021. Um, it's a fun little like puzzle-ish adventure game um, where you are a little doggy and you have a little paintbrush. And you just kind of paint the world and apply mechanics using paint and other, and other like just a paintbrush and a bunch of other like tools. Um, you solve puzzles, you interact with enemies, or you interact with other NPCs and stuff. Um, you, it just looks like a really interesting game. And you're like Nicholas, that's not your kind of game. You like the shooty games or the scary games. Why? Um, it's because I have a two year old daughter now. Um, I mean, I've had her. It's two and a half almost. Um, and this is something that's going to like grab her attention. She actually just finished stray with my wife. Oh, cool. Uh, so my, my wife was playing stray and our daughter would watch and she, she would, every time she would go in her room, she would grab the PlayStation remote and like, look at my wife and be like, kitty game, kitty game, kitty game. And my wife would play stray with her. Uh, before I forget, uh, I, don't, I want to talk about it. Uh, the Last of Us. Uh, did we all watch it? And what did we I all did, think yeah. about it? I did. Uh, it was great, right? There's another episode today. I'm probably going to watch it right after this. Did I yeah, I'm going to. Me and Leslie are probably going to watch it immediately. Um, I would, would. So, who played the game? Just me, right? I yes. I I watched the game be played. You watched the game, yeah. right? Yeah. So they added some stuff and they changed some stuff. But if you want to talk about how to add and change shit to establish lore and material, this is how you fucking do it. The changes that they did make the, the things that they did add fucking perfect. The actual scenes from the video games are shot for shot remakes. Um, you can see the comparisons where, there's a scene where Ellie and Joel get into a room and Joel's sitting on the couch, like laying just immediately begins to lay down and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, relaxing, passing time. And she's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And he goes, you'll figure it out. Um, and that like literally from the video game to the show, it was a pretty much a 95% perfect, like, uh, performance of the, of that scene. I think and, uh, out of the park, yeah. It's a great show. I, I think this is in the running for probably best video game show. It's only been one episode. 
It was but great, we'll see. though. It was great. I mean, I wow. I never played any of the any of the games, so to me, I kind of went in totally blind. But I do know quite a lot about fungus and fungi and infections and stuff. So for me, it was like really awesome to watch this. And Cordyceps is like a great fungus for them to pick as like a terrifying thing. Is that's how it is in Last of Us video game as well? Because like I said, I've I've never even played the yeah, game. I don't I don't think you actually could, dude. Because there's some really scary parts. You'd probably. Be like, oh, nope, I totally bitch out. Well, it's yeah. Coming, yeah. Uh, the remake's coming out pretty soon, days uh, for on Steam. Uh, right? So, yeah, it's, I saw it today. It's not. That I mean, scary. It's I'm like... still a scaredy cat, so <laughs> that doesn't. That's not going to change on Steam. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be cool though to check it out. I think, and how it would be different than watching the uh or like watching the show and then playing the game. You know what I mean? Instead of playing the game and then watching the show. Yeah, you I need yeah, to. I, I need to watch this show because a lot of the set pieces were in downtown Calgary and Edmonton. And I got to like walk, walk past some of them um, and see where they were filming and where they had all these like broken apocalyptic cars set up and it looks so cool. And in local media news, everyone's like, Oh my God, we're like the place where the last of us Netflix show was filmed. We're fucking famous now. So I hope they're not. Well, also too, Pedro Pascal did uh, an interview talking about how much he absolutely adores Calgary, Canada, and like how much he loves Edmonton and he loves being in Canada. Uh, I I wouldn't be too proud of them picking your place to be the apocalyptic the apocalypse. (laughs) Yeah, uh, some some person went and scouted it out and be like, yeah, we barely have to touch this thing to make it look like the fucking apocalypse. There's bullet holes everywhere already. There's fungus everywhere. Yeah, it smells like shit already. They drove through Detroit to get to Calgary and chose Calgary, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So just Um, put put that uh, put on the that on the socials and see what you think. We'll take what we can get, you know. Yeah. Um, another another little fun fact that I that I thought was really cool was that the people playing the uh, clickers in the show, both voice and both mocap, are the same. Oh, cool! Well, they, hmm. I mean, I guess they could have took the. Well, no, they couldn't have. I was thinking maybe they could could have taken the data from the game, but. You need them doing different things. Anyway, sorry. To- well, the other thing is that some of them are actually like, uh, what is it called? Um, practical effects. Oh, and so okay. yeah. I just wanted to make sure we got that in there because it was a very big video game thingy. Uh, Amanda, you oh, got a bunch sure. of stuff. It looks like maybe. No, she just yeah. has two. Oh, I got yeah. I was gonna say like speaking of another cruel world, <laughs> flipping through. Uh, I put on the radar for spoken. Uh, this is a RPG, but it seems to be pretty focused on parkour and fighting. And the mechanics of the fighting do kind of remind me of uh, Elden Ring in a sense, but it's not like Elden Ring. It's definitely a lot more of running around and looking at beautiful cinematic things. It is incredibly impressive. It's this woman from New York City who, um, I don't know how she gets to this world, but she ends up in this, like, they call it this breathtaking land called Athea. Or, yeah, Athea. And uh, essentially she's wearing this, like, magical bracelet that gives her, like, magical powers. And it's, she's running around and um, trying to find her way back home to New York City in, like, the real world. Um, So it's a lot of parkour and, like, running and, like I said, like, avoiding things. And it just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know. I've always enjoyed 
uh, some of the games like this. This kind of reminds me of um, was it Phoenix? I think was the game, but Square Enix also made that one. Let me try to think of which. Oh, uh, uh, Mirror's game. Edge. So I mean, yeah. Well, Mirror's Edge is sick. Yeah, like that one was is really old one, which is great. Um, I, I enjoyed that, and I think that there's definitely a lot of mechanics in this game that was like that one. You know, with, especially with the parkour and stuff. But this is in like a magical fantasy setting. Uh, with what seems to be like a badass bitch from New York City, so I'm down. Yeah, the visuals are fucking awesome. The graphics are awesome. Uh, I saw a, a review of the, not a review, but a preview of this. I guess there was a demo, and people played the demo, and they still weren't sure what it was. But it's definitely action packed, and it says it, it, the guy says uh, uh, they really like particle physics, so they just said here's all of them at once. It's just like boom, all crazy in your face. So yeah, it looks looks cool. I I'm definitely intrigued. This uh looks this trailer kind of blew up. Intrigued. This this trailer kind of blew up in like a niche sense for people who make game trailers. It it sparked a discussion of uh and uh, what's your guys' opinion when you see quotes in trailers? Do you think, "Oh, this must be an excellent game," or do you think, "Oh, they're padding this trailer with quotes because the game is shit?" Well, I don't like. I these just think quotes. it's bad. <laughs> Not a fan of these ones. RPG fan says mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> okay, that's super helpful. Enduring, yeah. beautiful. Like these are just fucking adjectives, dude. These I, are. I, not... <laughs> I don't read. Yeah. any. I don't read any. Like it, they might as well be like uh, explosions or something. Like uh, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, they have very little effect. I, I don't. I don't even read them. I'm looking at the. I'm more interested so, in the colors in the background. After learning like what the ruling is on what you can like get from quotes and put them in advertising material for games and and movies, it could be like someone could literally say it wasn't a very beautiful game and they could literally just put beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's what sparked this discussion because someone went by one by one to these quotes and it was very like uh, this game has the potential to be a, a beautiful experience or. Uh, the main character was very endearing in this specific scene, but then they're like applying it to kind of the whole game. Anyways, right. it was a niche discussion that blew up. Everyone had different takes on it, but I'm wondering like for the common person, do they even give a shit? Like for me before this, when I saw quotes, I, I don't think they swayed me one way or the other. They kind of yeah. maybe just, yeah, maybe I just assume they're all made up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm the same. I, I think that they. I just feel like they pull them out of their ass half the time. So I don't. I don't There's really like care. A whole but section in uh, oh, this uh, movie critic Mark Kermode, British critic. There's in one of his books. There's like this whole section about all the times he's been misquoted to promote movies. Mm. And it's exactly what Christian was describing. They cherry pick just certain phrases or words to make it sound better than what you were really saying. Uh, Last. Chris, the one uh, when they looked up the one that said fun was it immediately uh, right after not <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny no no the the great thing was the one that just says fun was actually kind of the close like close the reviewer wrote at the end of the review like yeah. this game is fun like pretty much word for word <laughs> that's like the only one oh, so. <laughs> nice Nice. But I mean, we'll see soon enough if this game's actually going to be fun or if it was just made out of bullshit of uh, words and fluffy things because it's coming out on the twenty fourth of January, which is going to be when this episode releases. So when you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Play or wherever you're listening to us, which you can go to our dlgaming.net if you want to find any of those links and go to Discord. But 
you know, when you hear it, that's when this is going to be out. And it's $70, which is Whoa. probably too damn much. Whoa. <laughs> that should have been a Fox see. quote. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. Should have led with that. Very expensive. And they cherry pick their adjectives. So we'll see. I, okay, guys. I say we keep the expensive, but we get rid of the very. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just expensive. That's how we're going to describe this one. <laughs> they don't know if it's, if it's expensive Things to them that... or it costs us a lot to produce. They don't know. It could go either way. Nobody knows. It's probably too damn much. But something that, uh, I don't know, in my experience has always been pretty damn cheap is uh, power cords. What's up with that, Bobby? Power cord. Well, this is a power cord in a musical sense. Yeah. And this game, so a couple of months ago, I think You brought this up before, right? No, different game. Uh, So the game I brought up a couple of months ago was Battle Bands. A, a subtitle, a deck building game. I think it, the subtitle was something as generic as that, but that was really cool because it was the first time I'd uh, seen a roguelike that was co-op. Um, we, we've seen it a few more times since then, but this was long enough ago that uh, it was new and novel. And that game came out in March, Battle Bands, and the, the reviews were good, but there weren't very many of them. Um, so I don't know. I, I still maybe one day we'll check that out. Uh, but this game, Power Chord, is yet another rogue, uh, roguelike deck building game where you play musicians fighting with the power of your music, except this time you're fighting against demons. It's not like a battle of the bands type thing. Um, and it's got more of like a grungy in your face, uh, art style to it, um, rather than the friendly cartoonish one of battle bands. Um, this one though, power cord is not co-op, but it looks like just from the screenshots and the gameplay trailers, it looks like it's a little more complicated, or at least that's what the graphic style is telling me. Uh, like there's a little more depth to the, to the gameplay. Uh, it's coming out very soon. I think just, uh, in a couple of days or a week here. Yeah. January 26th. And, uh, do we have a price tag? No, we don't. No price tag on this yet. Looks great visually. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the look of it. It seems like the background doesn't change very much, or maybe, you know, they just got it from... Maybe they're just showing level one only? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that as well. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game that I have is called Golfie. It's almost like somebody listened to this podcast and was like, how can I get a game for Bobby and Emilio to play? This is a deck building... <laughs> Uh, ge- uh, procedurally generated mini golf game. Um, so I I watched the whole video and I wa- watched a few other things and I could not see the how you launch the ball. Like it, I, it doesn't seem that you have a stick or anything. I think you are the ball and you kind of launch yourself. That's my guess. But when you um, Select. I even saw people streaming. I was like, I, I don't know how this works. But every time you uh, are about to shoot, you have like three cards that you could get to pull from. So you could have like a floaty ball or, or a curve ball or whatever. And, um, oh, I guess that's how you do it. Maybe the card is how you shoot, and then you only get a direction from there. That's what it seems like it is. Um, anyway. So it looks fun. I really like the procedurally generated part because the worst thing about mini game, uh, mini golf games is that you play the the map a few times and then 
you get good at it or you start to remember. But if it's complete, it's making up new ones all the time. That sounds awesome to me. I mean, I'm sure you'll get some stinkers in there, but overall, um, seems like fun to me. Hmm. All right. Put that in your trailer. Looks like fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. I I think it's on sale right now for 12 bucks. I didn't pick it up because I want some other people to commit. Bobby, you in? No. I don't know. (laughs) He's like, that's going to be a no for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) What is Pioneer's Surviving Desolation? Yes. Other than a long name. Yeah, it's way too long of a name, but the Pioneers Surviving Desolation. That's how I kind of read it. Is it was released on January twentieth, so just came out. So far, seventy one percent mostly positive. Not too many reviews though. There's seventy seven of them out there. This is a survival management top down kind of strategy based building game uh, where you and two other people. So they have like 15 characters and you start with three of them that are randomly generated in this uh, moon off of Jupiter. And the whole point is to survive, to try and build up like, uh, you know, a home base kind of station and then thrive. Um, And so it's just kind of how long you can survive and it's a space simulation. Mm -hmm. And so... So it looks pretty fun so far. It seems like a lot of the negative reviews for it are that it are that it, there isn't a autosave or a quick save function, which is really unfortunate. That's, um, that's a huge issue. Yeah, that's, for sure. that's a weird one. So, but a lot of people are saying that, like, you know, come back in a few weeks. Like, this is a very easy yes, get this game once the kinks are worked out of it, basically. But they are having a sale going on right now since it is early. And uh, early access, where it is $25. dollars well, we'll round it up to twenty six because why not? It's twenty five forty nine. No, it looks interesting. Um, this Christian, Christian's uh, alley. It looks like a multiplayer surviving Mars. No, well, this looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> similar, but it is. It is very important to say it is not multiplayer. It is a single player. Oh, game. sorry, I could have sworn you said co op. I guess I'm crazy. If I said co-op, I'm sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> I, more, like, more likely, I'm crazy. It's a single, yeah. It's single player, like I said, RTS kind of. Well, they, yeah, they tag it as RTS and exploring, like I said, this moon on Jupiter with your people. And it's because, well, you probably thought multiplayer because, yeah, you start off with three characters oh, out of fifteen, and but I think it's kind of cool that they're randomized. They're completely random, so that's an interesting replayability because each character has like pros and cons and skills and different things that they bring to um, the headquarters. So yeah, I've got my eye on this game. This looks really fascinating. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Yeah. It looks pretty interesting. Well, that wraps up on the radar. Let's talk about some games that we have been playing this last week and I'll kick it off with Marvel snap. I finally checked it out after it came out on steam uh, steam. Couldn't really get into it. I started playing it. And I saw how it was kind of guiding me into it, like slowly giving me more and more cards, which expanded the gameplay, but it didn't really hook me. It just kind of felt a little simplistic. And I understand that's the appeal. These are very short games. And I imagine the gameplay gets a little more complex as you go along, but it's, you know, it's a card game where you have three lanes of combat and in each lane you can put uh, maximum four characters and you have one energy to spend on the first turn, two on the second turn, three on the third turn, and so on up until six. So you're kind of limited on what you can play. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, 
I played it for an hour or two and I just, it, it didn't hook me like I, I thought it would, but you know, it's not a, it's not a terrible game and I can, and it doesn't really bully you into buying stuff, but it, it kind of does if for the, um, battle pass. Well, there's the battle pass, but then you can also buy cards. You can buy cosmetics. You can buy lots of stuff, and it's on the the whole timer cooldown thing. So, uh, like the limited so availability much. thing. Yeah. Well, you can only get so much, and then there's a cooldown timer. You've got to wait two hours for this to become available again, and then you can uh, earn more. So, well, you can't buy cards. You can buy variants of cards, but you can't buy just straight up buy cards. Really, I could have sworn there was like this pack you could buy with. Uh, uh, yeah, you. It would come with the, oh, I guess if you buy a pack, yeah, sometimes you can get one card or maybe two. Uh, but hmm. generally, once you start playing, you already have those cards and they're just variant colors. And you want variants because it's easier to level up. Leveling up your cards is how you get your um, account level to go up. Your, your Sorry, I always forget it. Your um, collection level to go up. So you make your cards prettier, and then your collection level goes up, and then you unlock chests and whatever it can be. But you cannot just buy chests, and you can't just buy cards. You kind of have to play and earn that stuff. So you can't huh. even with even if you were to dump a ton of money into this, uh, there's no guarantees you're you're going to have a few more cards, but you're not going to have everything you want for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all random. I mean, it's all right. I just wasn't, I, I didn't get super into it. I, I imagine a big part of the appeal of this is it being on the phone as well. Yeah. The, the games are so short that it's really easy to just knock one out really quick. But as far as, it, it kind of felt weird just sitting at my computer playing this. It did not feel like a like a PC game. Uh, you know, we have an expectation of PC games. We talked about this when we were talking about CRPGs. Like, what's a CRPG compared to a regular RPG. And I mean, you, you can talk about like the isometric angle and like, uh, but really I think it comes down to like, it's just more complex with its inventory or it's, uh, uh, the mechanics of its fighting system. Uh, so I think like when you're sitting at a computer playing games, it's like, no, I want to play something complicated, like a grand strategy or, uh, something with lots of buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and if, and if not, complicated than visually you know stunning or yeah yeah like well i mean this game looked good it, it looked does fun. look good um but yeah i i, I only i play it mobily you know mm-hmm. when i have an extra four minutes or sometimes when i don't even have four minutes like it's so addicting but yeah the complexity keeps ramping up and ramping up like the first time i saw a card that said um destroy your other cards here at this location i'm like what kind of bullshit was that? Like, why would I ever play that card? And then, of course, there's destruction decks, there's discard decks, all kinds of shit. Right now, I'm like, oh man, uh, there's not compared to Magic. There's like a minute, one fraction of one percent of the cards, and uh, somehow you still kind of come up with your own thing, and uh, it's fun, you know, especially mm-hmm. when it starts working. Yeah, I imagine I just need to get to that stage where the gameplay gets a little more complicated but even you know i spend money uh, chad spends money and again uh this continues we keep talking about he's like this is my deck right now i got one uh, character i got wong and wong is like a, a very certain certain cards uh open up entire deck 
types. Like you can totally just play Wong deck. Yeah, and there's not very many uh, decks like that. So anyway, I got him and I was like, hey, um, send me your Wong deck so I can copy it so I have a baseline to, to go off. And he sends it to me. I'm like, I'm literally missing five of those cards. I can't. There's no way I can do any of those. And same thing happened last week. I send him my Thor deck, and he's like, yeah, dude, I don't have any of those. And we play a lot. We play every single day. I think it's I think it's a strong point of the game that not everybody has the same cards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've already gushed about this game enough. <laughs> Another game that we all played was Legion TD2. Uh, we played, yes. I played with Nick, and I played with Bobby, but I did not play with Nick and Bobby. Uh, the common denominator was uh, JP Diddy. It's um, it's a lot simpler than I thought it was, uh, but I'm sure there's depth that I'm completely ignoring, like uh, the paper, scissors, rock aspect of the units themselves. Like, I haven't learned that yet. I'm just yeah. trying to really dial in my one army. There, there's a lot to this game. There's a lot that I don't understand, even though I've been playing quite a bit of it this week. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great game, and it's... Um, I, I dipped into the multiplayer as well, the versus mode, which is 4v4. And uh, it's pretty challenging. I mean, I'm seeing it, it, but it's helpful because when you dive into multiplayer, you see people who do really well. You see how they're building, what, you know, how they're handling their their workers and what units they're building and when they're sending units. And it, it kind of helps guide you to be a better player. Uh, so I thought I thought that was a good experience, even though I kept losing. But I think there's a lot to this game than meets the eye. Um, you talked about it last week and just the general description of it is, uh, units. It's a wave survival tower defense where you have a lane, you stack units to defend and the computer sends waves, but your opponents can also additionally send units and they call that sending. Um, and then you try to survive. You, make gold by killing units and then you spend that gold on workers and more units uh, and your workers generate mythium which is what you can use to send units at your enemies and then those generate gold so it's kind of like this cycle um they do have an amazing tutorial that's like four minutes and 15 seconds and they just run through this in a super easy to understand way. I was so impressed by this tutorial. Like in four minutes, I was just like, all right, I know how to play this game. I haven't mastered it. Like I'm very far from that. Like I've got a lot more to learn about what units counter other units and things like that. And also where to place the units, which seems to have a very big effect on, on the outcome. Um, but I was off to a really good start after just four minutes. And it's just refreshing to see that in a world where, you try to look up a tutorial for the game and it's like 37 minutes long and it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, like I'll just figure it out myself, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a good time with this game. The multiplayer, I was worried about this. So it's four V four, which means eight people. That means you got to get eight people who aren't going to like leave early or disconnect or have an issue. Um, and it took me two times just to get into a game where that didn't happen. But when it finally did, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was way more fun than the solo uh, campaign. Um, and I was learning so much, but I feel bad because I'm letting my teammates down. I do not understand when I should be sending units and or what units I should be sending. And each, each unit has like a different attack type, you know, like piercing or magic or nature. And that counters another type and it's weak against another type. It's like a 
What's that in Pokemon where they have like uh, the element like the types? It's like yeah, a, I don't know. Somebody they, there's a name for it where it's like a circular. Uh, they have this in card games as well. It's like a circular diagram that you can draw where this counters that, but that counters like a Venn this, diagram, and then that that thing right there counters this. There, uh, well, that's the that, that's not what I'm talking. I don't about. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, Bobby. Yeah. but I don't know what. It, it's like chart. A counters B, B counters C, and C counters A. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, there, there's like a name for that. Um, but anyway, I'm having a good time with this game. It's uh, it, it is a little. I, I'd say it's kind of tough to get into. Like it's a, I, I could see how this could be a hard sale for people, and the games go pretty long. Like yeah. you, you're in for a time commitment here. If the, if the teams are matched, uh, if they're equally matched, it's going to go on and on because yeah, you, it's a very small degree that where it's going to make that. If one team is one percent better than the other, you're going to be sitting there. A good 30 minutes, Bobby? Yeah, I'd say it's around there. I would say the only thing you didn't bring up is um, the creeps. Uh, they go automatically. And then you're just adding. When you send, you're only adding to the creeps that are going to go over there anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so you could, if you knew the creeps that are, are you, if you're familiar with the creeps that are leaving, you would pick the best ones that accompany them the best. So like mm -hmm. maybe there's like, some bruisers that are going to go over there, you would throw some healers on that pack. Yeah. Well, then, not only that, you could peek into your opponent's lane and see what units they're building yeah. and then counter those ones. That's another layer. I guess, I guess it's easy to learn and difficult to master. Yeah. Sure. There's just a lot. And you don't have too much time in between the rounds to set everything up. It, you really don't. I think they give you like what, 30 seconds, which seems like a lot, but like based on everything you got to do no. to figure out, it's, <laughs> I, I'm constantly running out of time. Constantly. We're like, Oh, I ran out of time. And then, you know, your, your army's not up to snuff and you find out real quick and then you let your team, that's the worst part about it. I mean, it's pseudo, it's multiplayer, but it's just, you know, you guys aren't interacting very much other than just kind of like covering each other when one fails. Yeah. Well, you can and, ping like when you're going to send so they can send as well. And you can also see what your what your teammates are sending that round and kind of complement that, although you're sending to different lanes. Yeah, you don't I know to, where they're going to go. I go had to uninstall this game because huh. I played. I returned I, it. I played like 30 ranked games and I was like during a week where i had like work and shit i was playing at not when i was supposed to be playing and i was getting really into it i was watching like hour-long youtube videos i was like yes positioning okay understand understood <laughs> i like I, I went from like bronze four to to silver two uh in ranked i was like yes i'm having fun and then uh, i was like this shit is taking over my fucking life uninstall i'm only playing it if uh you know, I know someone who's playing it and we're going to play together, I think, in the future because this to is me, it's all so since addictive. last week when we brought it up. Yeah. yeah this whole fucking epic journey you've been on. Jesus. It's been it's been a fucking ride, dude. I fell in love. I realized it was a toxic relationship. I had to distance myself. And now I'm only dipping my toes if my friends are. So, yeah, I, uh, I recognized all those things immediately after I played the, the first two games. And I was like, uh, uh. Mm -mm. I did. I used to do this as a kid. Like I would stop playing everything else. I would stop playing WoW. I'd stop playing Magic. I'd find a new Warcraft three custom game, and I would just sink my fucking life into it. I'm like, that shit ain't happening when I'm thirty. I was like, yeah, no. But you guys, I, I had to stop oh, myself. Oh, you returned it, it Nick. 
Yeah, I returned it. I'm not even going to play this shit, dude. <laughs> I can't have it on my account. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody on the DLG likes it. I, likes it a little too much. It's a little heroin. Well, I mean, I haven't played it, but... Yeah. Uh, is it I don't know. Yeah, play? I don't. I don't want to get into something that's gonna suck the soul out of my life either. If, if you like, if you like uh, rock paper scissors matches, along with like to be formulaic in a lot of ways, and you also are, you like having different a lot of different like styles of play. This game, this game's for you um, because it's not too fast. Where you just like, what's going on? If you go through the tutorial and you go through everything else, you'll figure it out. Like. I figured it out after what three rounds, Amelia, and you yeah, were like, "You were drunk too." Nicholas, Nicholas was the worst one. Now he's doing the best, yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, but yeah, it, it's a great game. You'd, you'd probably like it a lot. Um, Days, I can't wait to hear what you uh, think of Firewatch. Did you finish it? I didn't finish it, but I did get pretty far in it, and definitely far enough to say, uh, "Fuck teenagers fucking around in a park, dude." <laughs> <laughs> those damn kids get off of my trails right but uh no this game is super fun it's like it reminds me so much of um what is it the tales of edith finch or something and that kind of storytelling where you're essentially exploring your like this guy that uh has decided to take a job out in wyoming what i'm assuming is like yeah yellowstone and he's looking for he's just keeping an eye out for fires and looking and seeing what is like kind of out there uh and because you know there's a lot of exploration as well and you're kind of up on a tower and you're communicating with this um like younger woman that is on the little radio the whole time and she's kind of running away and you're like kind of exploring like what her deal is and things like that are and this game is just like super fun but dude fuck teenagers because half the time (laughs) and like half of this game is just like chasing after these asshole teenagers that are just fucking with shit or at least the good chunk that i was in but i really enjoy this because i really miss hiking um being out in the winter wonderland right now and so this is kind of nice because it is almost like you know virtual hiking i guess because yeah you're going down trails and exploring and helping fix wires and kind of you know answering calls like as if you were somewhat of a park ranger uh, I can't it's, remember what the cool. twist was on this one because this Whoa. is made by I can't I can't remember the developer either. But uh, Campo. this was Camp, right. Campo Santo. Okay, yeah. um, I think they eventually went or got bought by they got Valve. acquired by Microsoft. I want to say I think it was Valve. Yeah, oh, Valve. Yeah, a um, lot a lot of information <laughs> that we don't know is true. We're throwing out <laughs> here, but they also made Gone Home, which was a. Yes. a very similar game where it, it seems like it's a horror exploration. Have you played that, Dave? Game. I have. Yeah, I played some of Gone Home and like I couldn't finish it. I tried so hard to finish it, but it's because like, yeah, I'm scared, dude. Half the time it's my own <laughs> damn imagination. I like went in the house and I was like, nope, too scary, dude. There's ghosts around here. I know it, but like there's probably not. But <laughs> it's yeah. just like, well, I mean, it it's was, a two hour game. It's pretty short. But... I'll, I'll break it to you right now. There's, there's nothing. Uh, scary in the game. No, well, it that, doesn't that's make a thing. It, that's the thing. The, the game builds matter. it up it's like me, it's a man. horror game, <laughs> and it makes it's you think such that a nice ending. until you, the yeah. end you find out. Oh, she's just gay, which I guess to some people is a whore. But um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I guess. I guess. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Um, so, just an important note: these two, Fulbright, who made Gone Home, and uh, Campo Santa, who made Firewatch. Um, we're going to say no relation between those two. Just Well, except for this. 
the lady in the tower is the mom from Gone Home, which is oh, interesting. Shit. Yeah. yeah, and like the guy who did the music, because they, these hmm. guys used to do a podcast called Idle Thumbs that I listened to, and um, and I'm pretty sure the guy who did the music for, for this worked on the other one. But uh, they're probably just really friendly. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough with developers because, yeah, the name's different, but a lot of times uh, the actual people move around and and stuff. But I I found the games very similar. But what I can't remember is what, like, the what what was the ending in Fire? I don't want to say because she's playing it. I haven't 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 finished finished it. it. Okay. I'm going to. Uh, Yeah. Isn't this game two hours long? It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not super long. Like I just like, I, I played quite a good chunk of it, but I didn't get to finish it. Yeah, um, you're right there, probably. Did Bobby just yeah. come in here and like, hey, uh, can we spoil the game for, like, I know Amanda. <laughs> right. <laughs> not just for Amanda, but for a, hundred, a bunch of other people. Well, it came out a while, but. Oh, it did came out. It came out in 2016. Yeah, it's quite a, quite a bit old, but it's yeah, very positive it reviews. And so. Yeah. Um, I remember liking this when it came out. Yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. People said walking simulator who cares if it's a good story and it looks nice who cares what you exactly. would you rather go on a virtual a walk or read a book you choose hmm. both you can uh, do both with this yeah i mean yeah. i also well nick you talk it's been a while <laughs> yeah uh i guess um so i've been playing god of war ragnarok i've been playing it off and on i try to play it at least like once or twice a week um and it is a great game. We're getting to the point in the game where the game's like, are you sure you want to do this final shit? Essentially. So now we are going ahead and we got to this place called the bowl. And that's as much as I'll talk about it is essentially the last free play area before the main story finishes. And the reason I know that is because someone else said the same exact thing in describing on like where are you at in the game. And most people are either pre-bowl or post-bowl. And so we'll be I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna do a bunch of the side quest stuff in this one. So I'll probably just do a little bit, maybe like upgrade my favorite weapons as much as I can, and then just uh complete the game. But uh I'm excited to finish it and see what ends up happening and what ends up being the conclusion for this game. Um, I feel like something important is going to happen. I don't know if there's going to be a third one or not, so we'll definitely see. Um, the Okay, so, so if you know where the end of the game is, what's keeping you from finishing it and then doing all the side stuff after? Is there a benefit? or? or... I, I don't know if there is a free play after there most likely is because of the amount of side quests in the game. There is a very, very large amount of side shit to do in the game. And it, it all is actually active storytelling that does lend itself to the game. It's like to the story. Um, and I do a lot of the side quests, but I just, to me, it's, it's not repetitive, but in the sense, it's like, I actually want to see what the rest of the story has to offer the rest of the main story. So gotcha. you yeah. want to flesh out the whole story before you finish it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But it's, uh, um, how does it compare def- to the first one uh, up until this point in the first one? It's always hard to make a, 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 a sequel to a game that has established characters. Like it's not a character you create yourself, right? Um, so far I like it better because of the more things that are in the game. The story itself, I would say is on par than the first one at this point. 
it's um it's up to the it's up to the finale right it's up to how they how they do everything at the end when it involves uh when it involves like the characters and everything and and you know what happens with the story how how they do things um so i can't give like a full review without that obviously um but i think i think my like so far if you, you know, put a gun to my head i would say the second one is better wow um the story the story is like i said on par with the first one I think what the first one has over the second one is the huge change for people who are God of War fans. Like when you play the when you play the first three God of Wars or four, if you're weird, um, and then you play God of War Ragnarok, you're like, "What the fuck is this? Like, this is a big, big difference. There's a big, huge difference as far as like character development, gameplay, all these other things." And it's like, but it's still the same. It's still like, oh, this is Kratos. He's the, he's he's obviously changed because he's older. Um, and so those two things you had like are kind of balancing each other out. Uh, that's that's what kind of the advantage is on game one. But I think the second one is really good so far. Nick, I can't wait to play it. I I met some of my coworkers in person the other day. We were talking about God of War, and I know nothing about the series. And they were talking about how in God of War three, there's a sex mini game, uh, quick time event. Mm-hmm. Where, <laughs> so the, the tone of the game completely changed. Ba- like, even, like completely, yeah. not, like n- so. Uh, like the, the first games, you were like, "Haha, Medusa boobs!" Wait, wait, wait. Now there's ten Medusas, ten Medusa boobs, or twenty, whatever. It, it, like, <laughs> but and you're like, I'm also ripping God's heads off like every five fucking seconds. Oh my god! Uh, but the thing is, in this one, the the Nordic pantheon is not nearly as expendable as the greek pantheon is there's not like 40 main gods to like chop off their heads and kill and defeat so the 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 way that they do develop characters and side characters is actually really meaningful and i I think it's actually one part of the game that's really uh charming because like in god of war in the first three god of wars you only really heard of characters and kind of interacted with them like oh hades is this giant fat guy covered in spikes in the underworld and he's an asshole he's gonna kill you uh and that's about it that like it wasn't like a like a story like how does hades feel you know it was an action game exactly yeah it still had a good story like it still had a good action game story you're like damn this motherfucker mad but um <laughs> and this one he gets mad too <laughs> but he also has Phoenix. <laughs> and as someone who's a dad now, I have Phoenix too. Um, but no, uh, just so I'm guys, still loving. Just to wrap this up, like he got a tattoo of the first game and he thinks this one's better. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, to play it. I also like Kid Atreus more than uh, Teenager Atreus. You know, hormones yeah, are a bitch, but. Teenagers, man. <laughs> We found out in Firewatch. They're fucking fuck yeah. teenagers. They're fucking assholes. That's the title of this episode, man. Fuck teenagers. <laughs> yeah. No, don't title this episode that. No. <laughs> it, could be, it could be risky. It could be risky. Yeah, yeah no uh, kidding. No. Um, but if you play the first one or you watch the first one, play the second one or watch the second one, um, it's great. I don't think we're going to offend teenagers. if we. I don't think teenagers listen to podcasts. I don't think teenagers listen. No, I think it was a uh, fucking... Well, never mind. Bobby, the French for a double entendre. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we don't have to I go see. into detail. Yes, They'll yes, definitely yes. overkill <laughs> it. Bobby's like, what? I wasn't paying attention. 
Nick, Nick was talking. <laughs> 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 he's just checked he's, out. He's, he's so glazed out, over. Yeah. <laughs> Teenagers won't care. <laughs> yeah, just send him to the kill squad, which, hey, you know, speaking of that, Emilio, how is that game like? So, um, this is a four player co op um, twin stick shooter. Uh, our, our P- Card not- game roguelike. <laughs> no. Um, more just it has a lot of progression in it so um there's four characters there i don't know what the story is i think maybe they're kind of like criminals and they get contracts to go down and do things on planets it really doesn't matter um the visuals are kind of all over the place some things look kind of like blase and then other things are like wow that's really intense uh it, it, it it's kind of all over the place and then um uh, this i was kind of i was very let down with the audio design um just things don't pop or 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 crackle there's no snaps it's just all just kind of like eh. no snap crackle no pop. none of those no, <laughs> it I wasn't said, rice krispies got it yeah it's just nothing there dude it's all just like monotone um but uh i was playing it by myself and i was like oh okay this is cool and then I started playing with Johnny, and it got so much better because there was more enemies, and it got very, very difficult. Um, we on the second level, we had to try like five, six times for a certain segment. I was like, "God damn! Like, do we suck?" But it, it was a combination of not knowing what we were doing, and um, the progression system is super deep. There is so much going on, so it's. Uh, the abilities are MOBA-esque in that like you start the level with only two of your abilities. And as you level up for that level, you get more and more abilities. So like you unlock your uh, ultimate, your, yeah, your ultimate um, every level that you go on. So you don't, you don't have your ultimate at the beginning of any level. And, and that goes for a, a bunch of your abilities. So uh, you you start with your two core, and then as you're leveling up per level, you you get it all over again, which is interesting. It's actually kind of cool because you, you don't they can pace the levels a little better. Um, there's a lot going on, a lot of enemies, um, and they had the game had enough interesting things going on uh, during the gameplay. Uh, we had like a escort mission and then we had a toxic mission where we had to run from bubble to bubble while we couldn't breathe and that was the one that we kept dying um there is uh straight up just assassinate missions um a lot of level types keeps it fresh um and the like i said it's all for me like half of the game is the progression um you get uh like a new weapon and you get xp for your abilities and you can pick different uh, abilities. You can your loadout. There's just so much stuff. Not to the point where it's overwhelming or it feels like, oh, I'm gonna move this up 15 points, and it doesn't matter. Like you can tell the difference of of your changes. And you're we're tinkering every single round. So like you know, a level might take 15 minutes. For probably five minutes, we're fucking tinkering around with our guys, which is fun. Like, and we're also talking to each other about it. So that's one of the strongest points about it. I would say (laughs) when you're not playing the game, it's probably some of the best parts when you're just kind of tinkering away in in the garage. Um, 
I don't remember how much this was. I want to say it was about 15 bucks. But if you, uh, um, ooh, no, it was more. Oh, it's not 30. the winner. Yeah. It's not the winter sale, though, that it was when you bought it. Days. I don't know. What was the all time low, Christian? Um, 40% off. Yeah. Yeah. So about 15 bucks. Um, so if you have a friend that's going to play with you, I would recommend it. Um, I would not recommend for remote play. I think there's too much. Even, even just playing straight, I hosted and he joined me. He was having a little bit of lag. And there's a lot of Twitch, like, you know, dodge roll out, out of the way of stuff and yeah. getting hit by stuff. So uh, a good connection. You want a good connection and you want um, somebody to play with. It's fun. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it looks interesting. Nice. I think uh, another game that is super fun to play with another person, definitely Wasteland 3. Uh, I put that on my highlights because, man, I can't, I can't get enough of this game. And I ain't even going to lie to you guys. I'm excited. Even though I'm super tired and it's almost 11 p.m. and it's been a long day, Like I, I just keep thinking I'm hoping that Tag Lord was available after this. That way I can play some more Wasteland 3 because, holy shit, I love this game. This game is great. Like it Not only does it have all of the fantastic elements of a tactile, tactile uh, RPG strategy game that like I love like Divinity Original Sin where you're utilizing different things in the environment and like completely creating these chain effects to knock out a whole bunch of different enemies through either CC or like aiming targeting at a boss like it's I just I love this game very much I think it's well written as well there's genuine hilarious moments um <laughs> And there's some genuine moments that are just, like, fucking wild. Like, right now we're seeing on the screen Liberty, who is one of the daughters of the Patriarch. And, like, in that scene, it was just nuts, because one of the things I like, too, about this game is that they kind of mix some things up. Like, you don't actually go into this whole 3D, almost RPG, like, Elder Scrolls, whatever, level of, like, interaction with many characters, but that character liberty i was just talking about you do so it's like the entire game is almost top down and you're moving around then all of a sudden you're zooming right up into their face as they're talking which is cool but she's completely like savage walking around with like the heads of spies and she just like throws this huge bag of heads at us and like it this game is just like i said it's written i think incredibly well and it's so much fun just the um just like the way that you can play in so many ways. Like we have a character tag and I, so you each get basically uh, three characters that you control. And so Tag and I made our own characters as mains, and they've just kind of, like, morphed into what we need them to be. Like, Daze is a sniper and also a mechanic and a little lockpick thief. And so, like, that's where they're at. And then I have a character named Thunder who is all explosives and fire and just, like, absolute grenader. And Tag has his main character, I think, is more of, like, an archer and uh does a lot more of like the weapons modding and handles all the modding stuff and then we've got we've got i think our best character out of the whole party though out of six is this dude named professor higgs who i was not expecting to be good mm. at all because he was just this nerd stuff toaster loving fixing dude that just like shot weird shit and in the beginning he felt it seemed so squishy with him and now he is like the baddest motherfucker on our team he will like hack a machine or a turret and then instantly turn around and like slash some dude right in the face and one hit ko him and then knock out like three other people with this like crazy like nerd shit bomb he made it's it's like it's awesome so i love just the 
like the diversity and the range of like experiences in this game, not only with the characters that you create and the way that they kind of change over time, but also too just like in the way of the interaction with the game. There's a lot of moments where it's like you could go to this homestead and save these people or you could go save this caravan. And like depending on your choice, like you really do sometimes get fucked over later based on what you picked, which it's just I always love the kind of games that are like that. But when they full circle like that, and there's all kinds of little nuggets too from like the previous Wasteland games and the writing here. And it's just I think it's a really wonderful game that I can't recommend enough for people, especially if you got one friend, you know, you just need one. But you do need one friend consistently, <laughs> almost like three or four hours every day playing this game. And then maybe you'll get to one out of three children that you have to kill. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great review, Dave. Um, I got some questions. Can you play more than two people multiplayer? No, just two people. And then um, uh, when, you, when you're both doing the RPG part in like a new town or something, and you're walking around talking to different people, how does it deal with um like when your character has to make a major decision like or or, or a party decision like because so yeah you can you can kind of actually do things separately so it seems like the real heavy hitting party decisions you're like all in you know like your car so it's actually kind of like everybody is together and has to do it if you make decisions to pick up quests or not though like in a town that can be totally separate and sometimes that has been like really fucking funny as well because like for example in the rangers uh headquarters tag and i ran around a lot separately and we were just spreading rumors about each other to all the people there (laughs) that's funny and so like when i went to the medic the guy was like I heard a rumor that you guys were fucking goats without protection. What kind of idiot does that? I'm going to prescribe you some antibiotics right now. That's disgusting. You need to at least use protection. And then gave me like a bunch of antibiotics that I didn't even ask for. And it's just because Tag started a rumor before. You you say (laughs) embarrassing. I say free antibiotics. Yeah, I was like, cool, all right. I mean, I'm not fucking... Yeah, how do they have a better healthcare system (laughs) this time than they do now? (laughs) And then... uh, well. Um, like the, a sixteenth amount of people. <laughs> th- those other uh, characters you were talking about, did you make them or did you conscript them? So it's kind of a mix, which I think is what's really cool. So Tag and I made our own characters first. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, we were able to add like an additional character. Okay. And so when we started, we just had two characters that we were in charge of. For me, it was Days, and then I made uh, Thunder, who was the explosive one. But then as you're playing, you actually will accumulate other ones. And uh, Professor Higgs again, dude, the man's a fucking beast. He can talk to animals, and he's been charming animals. So we literally, like, Tag and I rolled like a 10-man a army deep everywhere we go. and it's just it's awesome because you can yeah you can charm animals to come help and fight with you if you have that ability um there's one moment where you can make a clone of yourself like there's all kinds of moments in the game where they allow you to add people to your thing which reminded me in a sense of like a death road to canada how like randomly you could just get people joined and i do think that if you create somebody like they can show up i don't think they necessarily show up in the same way that like death road to canada would be but there is the opportunity that like they could be there but i mean typically a lot of the characters are already like designed and kind of floating around like lucia is like this um like pistol wielding chick that comes from like a high-end family in one of the first towns that you see and like you can have her 
And so, like, these people will join. I have this guy that uh, joined me, and his name's Marshall Kwan. But I, I, the first time I read his name, I read his name as Marshall, Marshall Kwan. So that's what I call him now. <laughs> so he's a huge kiss ass that is phenomenal at using assault rifles. But that was like a normal character in the game. Like he was already in the game. I'm sure the people that have played know who Marshall is or Marshall. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's a lot of characters that are just there that you can add, but you, you're able to customize and or select like from a, basically a pool of what they had like mercenaries that you could have join you mm. i was a damn you make me want i know i don't have time to play this just like divinity like if i had infinite time obviously i'd be i'd finish divinity 2 and then i'd pick up wasteland 3 i want to play it but i can't i can't you just you just do like one of our listeners i think it was mike from new jersey or something his name was he uh he said that it's like every saturday he carves out like a little bit of time yeah you just you and Bobby got to get with it, you know. Carve out like an hour, hour what's and a week. The, uh, what's the price tag on this game? Because it looks like it's on sale for the right now. It's half sale. off, and so it is twenty bucks. It is hmm. definitely fucking worth that, in my it opinion. Was, it was on Game Pass. I don't know if it fell off a of Game Pass. It's absolutely on Game Pass. Yep, Tag Laurel and I are still playing it on Game Pass, but. I, I don't know, man. I would own this on Steam. So I can at least see how many damn hours I put into this. I feel like I've put in a lot of hours so far. And I'm just scratching the surface and I'm I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to dig the dive. Like I'm just gonna keep playing a lot more of this. I'm sort of glad you're loving it. That's awesome. Oh, it's uh, a lot. It is pretty cool. Chris, you got a uh, plug for us? We got a fucking plug. Okay. We started after much cajoling and convincing. Uh a fantasy critic league on the discord look there's 10 people eight listeners me and emilio uh bobby nick and amanda said fuck that we don't want to we don't want to join this stupid ass fantasy league uh, that's yeah, a direct verbatim. quote that's exactly yeah. what i it's said a, I and then i'm just twice. Gonna... <laughs> and then and then we just took it and we just wrote fantasy as a part of our trailer from that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah days and nick say uh fantastic uh okay so you can look at this if you want by joining our discord dlgaming.net there were some interesting picks it's a deep selection because there's 10 of us and we each have to draft 10 games by the end of the season um and i don't know i think we need everyone's help like what what is the winner what does the winner of this league get uh i don't think we want to give you money but maybe you could come on the podcast and talk about your picks and and something like that i don't know what do, what do you guys think what should a winner of this league get one minute to say whatever you want that could get dangerous um, yeah it could i don't know um, <laughs> yeah there might be some <laughs> yeah i don't know about that one especially this person's eat less beefs publisher name is unrequited butt stuff <laughs> maybe we give them uh whatever our highest level of patron is uh, access to that for a month or two or something. Okay, yeah, I like that idea, Bobby. What do you think? Um, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, copy of Wasteland Three. I, I don't know. <laughs> wow, they, they probably already the have big that. They, they probably already have that. Okay, um, Nick? plus it's on Game Pass. I would probably say a Steam gift card because it's not money, money. But it's something that you can still like give the DLG bump to whatever you review. I don't know. Fuck. Okay, Amanda, what do you think these people should get, or the winner should get? They should get a DLG shield tattooed on their butt. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> That's the best idea. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. You have to pay for it, but uh, you'll get the DLG tattoo <laughs> on your butt if you win. You can get our trademark. <laughs> or if you if you have any real suggestions that you would want to see of maybe like winning, we do have a feedback channel on Discord. So I feel like that might be a decent spot to put that in there. What what kind of things you'd like to win? We'll figure this out. Join the Discord. It's a good place. All right. Well, it is time for listener questions, and we've got a few here. The first one is coming from Zap, and he asks us if we agree or disagree with this statement. So this was a, uh, looks like some meme that was posted somewhere that says, there are only three types of indie games. One, Metroidvania Souls-like. Two, open world survival crafting. And three, metaphor for depression. Nah. There's puzzle games. Um, Those are usually metaphors for depression. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about this a lot because as soon as I read this, I was like, well, what the, What about shooters? What about Call of Duty? And then I started thinking about it and I was like, fuck, is Call of Duty a metaphor for depression? Because you're just sitting there grinding all the time while this chatter and everybody shit talks you and you just grind and, metaf- like metaf- for nothing. It's just depressing. Yeah, it's just depressing. Straight <laughs> it's depressing. It's not an indie game either. It's not an indie game, though. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can have an, a shooter indie game, though. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, sure. but you're right. Yeah, like it's still. I was thinking there would be shooters, but I, the, yeah, a lot of times they're a metaphor to, for depression too. Yeah. I, I would say probably over eighty percent of indie games fall into those three categories. <laughs> yeah, I would be. I would, I would be agree. inclined to agree. There you go. You All broke right. it. So eighty percent agree. <laughs> broke the code, man. <laughs> All right. Next question from Hingle McCringleberry, and he asks. What game has benefited from a solid marketing or advertising campaign and a cool side product? For example, the new cola they sold at Target along with Fallout 4. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, of course, Binding of Isaac. Um, when they had one of their updates, they did a geocache um, kind of like side quest scavenger thing. hunt. Yeah. Scavenger yeah. hunt. People had to go out and go to certain areas and look for literally dig a thing up. I think it was. And then that thing had a clue. And then, and as far as the product you can buy, um, uh, well, you can buy plushies of anything, but that one in particular, you can, you can buy the thing that they, that person found. I think it was, uh, wasn't it the skeleton Bobby or Nick? What yeah. Was it? it was the lost. I think the lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they, uh, that was just for like an announcement and the inclusion of a, one character to the game. And a lot of the story elements came out on that one too. I think that was the whole, I thought some dad stuff was going to start coming in. Nick, where's all the dad stuff? The dad stuff is in the Bumbo game. Oh, I played the Bumbo it's game. All, it's, it's all in the Bumbo game. It, it, it essentially explains that his dad taught him how to, how to use his imagination to entertain himself while abuse was going on. Oof. So Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's not a happy game <laughs> it's a metaphor for depression yeah it all is uh i don't know the first one that came to mind for me again in a sense was fallout 4 just because i uh was it fallout 4 no i think it was uh there was the collector's edition where you got an actual pip boy 
and like it worked with the app and then it synced within the game which i thought was just like the coolest shit and i know that it has n- not really anything to do with like a cool side that. product that you could go to target but i just thought it was one of the coolest things that you could get with the game and especially for the fact that like while you were playing you could access your inventory and select things and use it off of the actual pitbull pit boy that was on your hand because it was an app on your phone and you basically put your phone in the pit boy but Still. i just thought the whole thing was just super sick and like a great way of selling the collector's editions of that because it was just like when are you gonna get shit that's functional and cool and you know nerdy like that right great answer um i got you some nu- nuka cola caps didn't i and uh nuka cola loved it yeah. yeah cool still have them well my, fall, my so, right? fucking fallout campaign right now is is in the fallout universe and it's such a fun universe man it's so awesome to just yeah that, that pit boy thing i actually used it and then i realized that opening your inventory and then accessing it was way faster than using a touchscreen phone because the way the pit boy worked is you had to put your phone in the pit boy and it would sync up the app to the game but like i said actually like choosing weapons and stuff was way easier with like r1 and l2 <laughs> but it's definitely a cool a cool thing that came out with the game hmm. were you were you playing that on a controller or on playstation yeah, I was playing on PlayStation. Oh, okay. It it dude, it was fucking instant on PC. Like it was way quicker to use huh. it on PC than the way you're talking. Yeah, like yeah, I was like, oh my case. god, I can use a stim pack like right when I'm dying. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's almost as good as what the Skyrim one was. It like you could yell into your microphone if you had the connect, and so you can be like Fusrodar, and it would do the thing. <laughs> yeah, it was a good thing. Bethesda knows how to make third party shit storms. And they're fun shit storms. I love them. Bobby's like, I'm not a consumerist. I just I don't play a lot of Bethesda games apparently, so I don't yeah. I don't have a very good answer for this. It, usually, a game's really successful, then the merch comes out. But I guess if there's a sequel or an already popular game and uh, or IP, and then they're making a new game, they can promote it in various ways. I don't know. Maybe Valve should do something like this, like a Willy Wonka Golden Ticket type thing, if they mm. ever come out with another game. Or you can win a, a tour of the Valve facility. That'd be sick, dude. Yeah, um, it's in headcrab plushies. That's as, what they probably as have. Somebody it in. who's been to Blizzard, the shit's fucking sick. Like they have a little museum at the in the front lobby. They have gigantic statues. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. Still just fucking works there. He just walks past this shit every day. Like if I can load this fucking thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I look at this every goddamn day. Follow-up question from Hinkle McCrinkleberry. Uh, do you like pineapple on your pizza? Sometimes. No. It's one of my favorite toppings, actually. <laughs> Typical. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> Hold your mouth like a claw. I'm sure you fucking <laughs> grab your... Wait till the next, next, till the, wait, next, the next political ad. <laughs> now we got more ammo. That's right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't, I I don't understand like the hate. I, I'm kind of like, <clears throat> it, it It sucks because pizza is something that you order as a group. So it's like nobody ever wants to get pineapple on the pizza. Um, that rarely happens for me. But uh, I do like weird stuff like black licorice. That's like a very divisive candy. 
Yeah. And I love black pizza. Although you know, you like not having friends anymore. <laughs> no, not on the pizza. I did try anchovies one time and God, it was so bad. I was so mad. Cause I was just like, yeah, I'll, I've never tried it. Let's try it. I had one bite and I'm like, I can't eat the rest of this pizza. The whole fucking thing's ruined. <laughs> well, ordering anchovies on a pizza was actually the code to order a prostitute in my hometown. Like, it's not just like a urban legend. Like, in high school, we were like, ha, ha, ha. And then I worked at uh, Domino's Pizza. It was one of my first jobs. And the guy who worked there was the son of the guy who, who owned the prostitution ring. And uh, I was like, is that thing true? He's like, I don't know. Let's pick up the phone and find out. And so I called his dad's pizza place. And it they just transferred me. They were like, what do you want? Like, what kind of girl do you? I was like, whoa. Because nobody ordered anchovies. They're just like, I, wow. Because <laughs> there will never May, be. You know what it probably was? They probably didn't even have it listed on the menu. You had to be like, yeah, let me get some anchovies. You know, I'm feeling kind of lonely tonight. Blows my mind. Also, pineapple belongs on pizza. Pineapple, chicken, and banana peppers. That is the best pizza. If you watch exists. the really old cartoon, they always got really weird toppings on their pizza, like ice cream and stuff. And I always thought that would cartoon? be cool. The, the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, Chris, every time you heard uh, somebody order the uh, anchovies on a pizza that you knew you had some work to do that night? No? That was a stretch. <laughs> I was trying to say you were a prostitute. All right, moving on. <laughs> I wish, man. I could have made some. I could have been making some money, but yeah. no, not me. I don't think they make that much. Really? Oh, it depends on the prostitute, man. Um, I mean, if you're a pro, if you're a call girl, then it's like, okay, you probably make some money. If you're a prostitute, then I feel like somebody else is making the money. I, I feel, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I hope, hopefully they like unionize and we can legalize and get those people the money they deserve. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, next question from Warconius. Are there any game pass games that you randomly gave a shot and were pleasantly surprised? I recently discovered Tinykin and Midnight Express. Uh, yeah, there's been there's been a few times I can't think of any right. Wait, now. What about that one that was the shooter with robot RoboQuest? Yeah, RoboQuest. That was a yeah. good one. That was that a good, was good find. One. I don't know if that if you found out about that through Game Pass. I have one installed right now that I haven't tried, but somebody recommended it to me. Solasta, so Solansta, something like that. It's Solasta. A, yeah, it's a. Um, RPG, hardcore RPG, um, kind of like, um, like Divinity, Divinity, right? But it's single, mm-hmm. single player. Yeah. So I have that installed right now, but I just haven't touched it yet. But um, yeah, I, I want to play some fucking hardcore RPG, especially if it's if it's single player. It's more chance that I'm gonna actually play it. I just yeah, because then you have to coordinate time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks great, and. Um, and it's not Divinity, which is almost a plus because just like Bobby, I've been through that fucking first town so many goddamn times. Yeah. Fort Joy. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's a mod, by the way, just to skip Fort Joy. That's all the mod does. It just skips Fort Joy. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you level your character up? Uh, what it does is it gives you, it, it asks you like what you would choose in that situation. It's like if you were encountered with a hobo with a knife, what would you do? And then you just click the button. You just answer a bunch of questions or there's like the super nerd version where you're like, I've done this so many times. I know what level I'm supposed to be and what ability I'm supposed to have, what I'm supposed to heal. So I got it all now. That's about it. 
Uh, well, that nice. is the last of our listener questions. Okay. What's everybody playing oh. next week? I got a little story I want to tell. Oh, okay. uh, I was watching Celebrity Jeopardy last night. Sam loves it because, you know, the questions are easy, easier. <laughs> and, um, BJ Novak was on there and uh, like a couple other people, uh, like some more no-name people. And uh, <laughs> the the other person that wasn't BJ got a question about the shoes that he was wearing that episode. Uh, and so of course he knew the answer. It was like Zappos. He's like, oh, I got Zappos. On. Oh, I ordered these on Zappos or whatever. And then there was something about high heels with red uh, shoes with high, the where the high heel part is red. It's a specific uh, company. And the girl was wearing those. So like each person got a free one for just what they were wearing on the feet. So then BJ, BJ Novak starts pretending or not pretending He's like saying that it's all a conspiracy. This whole episode's a conspiracy because it's all tied together. And he wasn't doing very well on the game either. So on the final Jeopardy, he answered, "What is going on here? <laughs> like, like, uh, what's this fucking conspiracy? We could not fucking stop laughing." Also, the Louis Vuitton conspiracy. Yeah, uh, Sam took a gummy, so she was high as fuck towards the end and uh one of the categories it said double n like in quotations but she thought it meant that the word started with double n she goes what the fuck i'm fucked on this one and i'm like no she, she goes she goes she goes uh oh containing oh oh like her, all her anxiety went because it's like containing. she's actually on the show herself yeah 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 it's so funny man anyway Nice. Uh, Celebrity Jeopardy, it's right at my level. I I look, I seem like a genius when I watch that. Patton Oswalt, goddamn, he could be on regular fucking. Uh, yeah, he's a very intelligent person. Yeah, dude, he just fucking. It was he had like fifty seven thousand dollars, and everybody had negative. The other people had negative money. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah, what are we playing next week? Fuck, I still want to play more Midnight Suns. I'm going to be playing War. Wasteland 3. Yeah. God of War and Tarkov. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what's free on Epic. <laughs> That's where I discover games. Um, I, I'm really interested in Wasteland 3, but I just don't know. Uh, now's not the time for that, but that's that's going to go on the wish list. I'm going to keep an eye on that one. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That is Good. on Game Pass. Yeah. Game Pass, okay. Yeah. Who, on Game Pass and free. Whose uh, timing lines up with yours a bit? I feel like you and Sniper can knock out some hours on something, no? Maybe. It, it's tough. And unfortunately, this week is going to be very busy for me. The whole end of this month is just like totally shot. But Friday nights are typically what's best for me. That's when I get the most game time in, like the most concurrent hours in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will actually be working this Friday night, so that's not going to happen this week. <laughs> I'm getting uh, excited for this uh, outro here. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Amanda, what are you playing next week? Oh, yeah. I said I was going to play some uh, Wasteland 3. Oh, Wasteland 3. Hell, yeah. What are you, Chris? What are you going to play, realize that you're addicted, and then stop this week? No, I got a... I'm getting into Battletech. I'm not addicted. It's so story heavy. Um, I picked it up. So long ago when Minnie suggested it and I played it an hour, I was like, eh, this isn't for me. And then you ever like come back to a game and you're like, how did I not yeah. play the shit out of this? Like, this is right. This is so fucking fun and awesome. 
Uh, anyways, I was stupid back then, and now I'm smart. That's that's what I'm going to say. It's like so. The Witcher 3, dude. I, I was like, The Witcher 3. I was like, I, I can't get into it. Can't get it. It took me fucking my fourth time. My fourth time trying. I was like, how many people are going to give this game of the year? Okay, let me. And then now it's my favorite game of all time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did you, you play it, Nick, by the way? What did you say? Have you played it? Played what? The Witcher 3. Yeah, it's an amazing game. Oh, did you finish it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, all right. It's, it's it's one of the best games of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me like, to go? No, I just didn't know because you never bring it up. So <laughs> I didn't know if you had played it. No, I love that game. Now uh, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. I'm going to try to thank all of the patrons while they're doing this. There's no way. Okay, I can't even speak normally. You could do it. All right. You could do it. Have faith. You just Ready? commit. Oh, I'm going to hit the button? Yeah, I okay. guess so. Thank you to Less Ride Bikes, Anil Sprung, Remotely the Here, BMN, Bluntness, uh, Jake, Sengoya, Brennan, Archibald, Tattoo Terror, Gabriel Grieve, Jamie Breck, Breckham, uh, Bed, yeah, Bed, mm, Hingleberry. If you guys had normal words in here, it would help a lot. Oh, am I going to keep going? Okay. Uh, Hector, yeah. Zap, Adrian, Peter, Hassan. Oh, this is so much better. Uh, Scram TX, uh, Tom, JP Diddy, Hogglefosh, Carl, Sunken for Life, Ben, Patrick, uh, Dustin Simmons, uh, Longfellow 110, uh, Warconius, Raging Cajun, Caddy B, Mikhail, uh, Rosrowski, um, recycled Tagloro high performance group. Uh, th- that's a whole group of people. Uh, r- uh, and rubber nuts. Thank you. All right. And if you Thank become you, a patron, everybody. he will mispronounce your name on air too. <laughs> All right. Later, folks. Bye. Bye.